What's going on everyone and welcome to episode 2. Before we get stuck into the episode, I just wanted to bring your attention to an initiative being run by Luke Stevens and his family, where they'll be cycling for 48 hours straight in their home in an effort to raise money for a charity called Constantia Can. Constantia Can aims to provide food parcels for people in Kailicha and in desperate need. So I'll tag them in the description and I encourage you guys to give where you can and, if, and it says in the post as well that any donation will be greatly appreciated and a donation of 100 Rand will feed a child for a month and a donation of 600 Rand will feed a family for a month. So I encourage you guys to have a look at his post and read more about it. So that being said, let's get stuck into the video and I hope you guys enjoy. Seth, what's happening? How are you doing? Yeah, good and you? Yeah, good, thanks. Good, good. Um, how have you been keeping busy with lockdown and everything? Yeah, as much as I can, bro. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's getting a bit getting a bit long now. I'll be honest, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's so, getting there eventually, bro. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's getting a bit slow now, but trying to keep myself as busy as possible. You know. Well, and thank yourself. you so much. Say again. And yourself? Yeah, it's it's been alright. It's uh, I've been working on this, and then obviously now we're just getting into our online classes for uni and everything. So that's taking up a bit of time. But yeah. Um, Thank you so much for coming on. It's awesome to be in the midst of an Olympian. Um, I just, for the guys at home, I kind of just want to give a, a brief introduction, try to keep it brief, uh, introduction to you. Um, so Dylan is a Weinberg old boy that has previously played for the Western Force, the West, uh, Western Province and the Ike Tigers. He's currently with the Bulls and the Blitzbox, uh, where he's been very successful. Um, where he's, so he's been to the, the Rio Olympics with them and won bronze there, so that's awesome. And yeah, he's also won bronze at the, the World Cup Sevens, uh, the Sevens World Cup. So very successful. Dylan, just before we kind of get into the, the bulk of, of the, the interview or whatever, I kind of just want to get an idea of, so you were at the Western Force as quite a young guy. What was being in the same side as Nick Cummins, uh, more affectionately known as the Huddy Badger, like, like what is he like in the in the team environment? Because he's quality on our screens. So what does he like in the team environment? No, he's a quality gent. Um, he's you know a bit of a bit of a different cat, and I think that that was makes him entertaining. You know, he's a bit of a strange strange fellow, but but in a good way, and he's he's good fun. He yeah. he's keeps the boys entertained. Yeah, and was he like was he cool to you to the new guys, or was it very like? A different dynamic. No, he's a very, no, he's a very good guy. Very humble guy. Um, I quite enjoyed him. Got along quite nicely with him, actually. Uh, cool. Awesome. So, Dylan, unfortunately for you, you, you picked up a, a fractured ankle, am I right? And just at the beginning of the season, the warm-up games. Um, how, how's the rehab going? Is it going well? And how are you keeping busy? I know you mentioned that you play NBA and FIFA, uh, but otherwise, mm -hmm. how, I know that, so the rehab must be keeping you pretty busy. But, other than the rehab, what have you been keeping busy with? Yeah, so I've, I actually dislocated my ankle. Uh, okay. That was in, in the beginning of Feb. So I'm looking at about six months plus Oof. on the sidelines. So I'll probably be back sort of August, September time. Mm. Looking it's to be around everyone else now. will be back as well. Seems like it, the way it's going at the moment. It's going to be around about that time. Uh, yeah, so... Just to go to the ankle. So, I mean, the first couple of weeks was, was not much. I mean, my first three weeks after surgery was, you know, not much going on. I uh, mm. couldn't really do a lot. Um, pretty much just on the couch and on, on back on bed. Because uh, yeah. I was, in, I was on, in, in a boot for about four or five, no, I lied, six weeks. And then in crutches for about six to eight weeks. So, 
there wasn't much. Obviously, now I'm walking around a bit more. The last two or three weeks has been a bit better in terms of like mobility and stuff. So, just in the first four or five weeks, everyone else was doing everything. I was already in lockdown. So, I've been pretty much in lockdown for like eight weeks now. Ah, listen, the first three or four weeks, I couldn't do much anyway. Like, I didn't want to be out the house because, it's, you know, you, you couldn't yeah, do anything. I was in pain. Yeah, just in pain all the time, just on oxycodone all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're in and out of sleep. Um, and then, yeah, then the lockdown happened and I kind of went back into it. Like, I've only started rehab pretty much last week, bro, because I couldn't really do much until uh, the staples came out and my boot actually came out properly. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't done much. This is the first week of actual... Um, actual rehabs so i've got my own got my spinning bike here and then i've got a rehab program that's going but otherwise for it, yeah, a little bit of that's take up a bit of my time but um otherwise i picked up a short course now i'm doing uh okay, just, cool in, my, my boots over in london now so we decided we're going to do the same short course while uh oh, that's very while cool. we both sort of under lockdown yeah so we do about two or three sections or a section or two a day so it kind of keeps us busy for a couple of hours which is nice bro. and then otherwise Ugh, listen, it's, it's a full house, bro. I've got two dogs, a cat, you know, girlfriends yeah. working every day. So, okay. you know, I've, I've got to do a bit of the housework every now and then, bro. So that keeps me busy. Yeah. <laughs> the dogs have got to go out to, you know, out in the garden, a bit of playtime yeah. here and there. So it actually is funny how fast the day goes. Yeah. And I, I know you say you mentioned you have cats and dogs, but is it dogs and cats or is it cats and dogs? Which are you more of a, a cat or dog guy? I was more of a dog person, but then obviously I met my girlfriend. She had she had the cat, okay. sort of just got the cat about six months before we met. But yeah. I've grown very close to the cat, you know. So okay. actually, it sort of it started maybe dog yeah, and cat, yeah, and I sort of moved to pretty yeah, much yeah, yeah, I, love, <laughs> I love all three of them equally. Yeah, fair and enough. They keep me busy. They, the cat's a bit low on maintenance. The dogs are a bit more maintenance, but <laughs> no, it's still fun. Cool. So. We are speaking to Tom last week, and he, he kind of mentioned that you in sport you kind of uh, call a spade a spade, and the short term injuries never it's not too bad for for sports. It's just for a bit of a break. But I mean, six months mentally, how has that kind of affected you? You know, it's it's, it's obviously tough. You've you've trained a long preseason, and then just in the preseason games, you kind of get hit with that news. How how mentally has that affected you? No, it takes a big hit, you know, I was playing good rugby before it happened, you know, I felt good for the season coming, so to have an injury is a bit of a gut punch when, you know, it's definitely if you're really struggling and you pick up injury, you need to give yourself some time, but when you're playing good rugby, the last yeah. thing you want to do is kind of have to sit back, so that's, that's tough to get over, uh, you know, unfortunately, you've got to kind of, you know, you kind of just got to throw, throw it off and, and, and start again, and unfortunately, when it is six months, so it starts getting long, you know, it's yeah. my longest injury by far, so... It's also a new ground for me. So I'm taking it as it is. You know, I haven't done it before yeah. being out this long. So it's certainly challenging. But obviously, this is also for me a contract year. So at the end of this year, I'm out of contract to the Bulls. So it's okay. now a season where you're not going to be playing much rugby and you still yeah, need to sign again afterwards. So it's tough. It obviously plays a part. But I think that's what the support structure is for as well. You know mm. what I mean? I think I've got a, I've yeah. got a good bunch of mates. I've, you know, the girlfriend is here. We've been living together now for three and a half years. So I think okay. it wasn't for her. It'd be it would be a hell of a lot more tough. So I think a support structure is good, you know, and I've got a, I've got a good agent looks after me. So okay. I've got good people around me that sort of keep it, you know, keep it under control. And, you know, rugby is not also my life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Rugby has to end one day, it ends, you know what I mean? I've done a lot, a lot of things before rugby and I'll do plenty more after rugby. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I also want to play rugby for a foreseeable future. That yeah. is it. So, it's, you know, it comes with challenges, but, it's, you know, it's weighing it up. You know what I mean? You've got to 
you've got to try and have a positive mindset. That's not yeah. always how it's going to happen. Sometimes shit, you wake up in the morning and it's, it's not a lekker day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you so, pull yourself back. I think you've got, to keep, you've got to keep yourself a couple of bad days as well. You can't expect to be happy, go lucky every day, you know? Yeah. You obviously go through your, go through the trials and tribulations a little bit, you know what I mean? You'll wake up in the morning and feel cuck one day. You can have your day and then sort of get back onto it the next day. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. It's awesome to also find out. So I, I guess, um, sort of older rugby players who've retired now kind of learned the hard way where they have they kind of was rugby and then it ended and then it was like oh okay it's that's what do we do now so it's kind of it's cool to see the younger the younger players uh, invest time while playing rugby for the for post rugby which is awesome to see and so if we can just shift our focuses now to to the olympics um what so when you got that email or phone call i'm not sure how it how it uh, how it happens um that you were going to the rio olympics what what do you feel in who who did you call first what kind of emotions was it like oh my word yeah that's awesome uh so can you guys just kind of chat me through that yeah so it sort of works as you obviously go one by one sort of into the coach's office and he sort of chats to you and gives you sort of the the yes or no, and obviously you've heard from a few people whether they're going before, you know, whether they're going or not, you know what I mean? So maybe you're seventh or eighth in line, so you're waiting, you hear some guys give you the thumbs up, the thumbs down, you know what I mean? So you hear yeah. a bit of the skin on the side. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was still new to the system that time, so it was different for me. I think if, if it was now, it might be a bit more nerve-wracking because yeah. there'd be a lot more on the line. Uh, when I was, you know, 2016, it was only my first year there. So if I hadn't have made it, I would have said, you know, fine i've still got three Next more time. years my first year i only played mm -hmm. about eight or nine tournaments before i actually got chosen so okay. you know, obviously i wanted to go and i would have yeah. been very disappointed if i didn't go but at the same time i think i would have handled a lot better than if it was now mm. um, and obviously when i got told i was going i was you know very excited you know what i mean that's yeah. obviously like i don't think rugby players really necessarily know the great like the magnitude of the olympics because it's not really something that we think about when we playing rugby or even yeah. cricket's that example um but yeah it's you know it's massive it's when you start talking to the other athletes around there and you know their whole lives revolve around the olympics yeah i mean even the commonwealth games and i went there it's, it's you know it's, it's quite an incomparable you know what i mean uh, the commonwealth games is great but you, you know the olympics is just something special yeah even as a kid you you picture the olympics and it's like oh <laughs> that's like yeah no it's, it's, all the it's stars. massive and you no, it's huge, but it's huge. And the whole, the whole Olympic experience is, is something that I can hopefully do again. Um, mm. But, you know, it's, I've done it one time and it's, it was fantastic. You know, it's something that I'll be able to keep with me, bro. Yeah. Fingers crossed you make 2020, huh? 2021, boy. Is it 2021? Yeah. Well, oh, because oh, uh, it's just been... delayed it, yeah. I wouldn't oh, have wow. gone this year. I would have obviously, I would have missed it this year because of the injury. So I probably would have... So, so maybe a bit a of a bit silver there. line in there. Bit of a silver lining, yeah. Obviously, a lot of things still need to happen, but uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I probably would have made it this year because of the injury, but otherwise, you know, we'll see what the future holds. Awesome. And then, yeah, can you can you kind of just tell us what the whole Olympic experience is like? Because I know if I certainly won't make the Olympics ever, and maybe one or two guys watching might. But what was the whole Olympic experience like? And and the village, and was rubbing shoulders with guys that you've seen on TV, and you've been like, whoa, okay. That's awesome. Can you guys kind of just chat us through the whole experience? I think one of the coolest parts is probably meeting guys that you wouldn't really meet on a normal basis. Is that yeah. those athletes, like, you know, all the tennis players, mm. all the sprinters, you know, all those kind of guys, the swimmers and stuff, the guys you watch in the Olympics play and you watch them 
you know, in other sports around the world. So that was obviously, you know, that's something that, that you know, I won't ever meet those guys again. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty good odds of that. So, you know, that was special. Uh, the village is cool, man. I mean, the village is like, it's pretty much just like a, a little city in itself. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, it's pretty much, you know, you built, it's built around, it's like a little town inside yeah. of town, you know? So you, you pretty much live isolated to the rest of the other world. It's just all the athletes in one village. It's cool. You know, I mean, obviously it's, I wouldn't want to be in there for too many weeks at a time because it does yeah. get a bit monotonous. But I mean, obviously the experience is awesome. It's like really nice, yeah. to do it and, 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 you know, meet other people and, and learn from other people, you know what I mean? And just being a part of it, you know, for the first time was, yeah, was crazy. Yeah. That's rad. And so you've obviously made the transition from sevens to fifteens now, and you're still, you're still involved in the sevens. Um, can you, can you identify, so firstly, can you, have you noticed any, physical differences between the two and then is there is there a mentality shift that needs to happen between sevens and fifteens or is it rugby as as general as a code stays the same and the values stay the same or is there a mental shift? I think the mental I think the mental thing is the same. I think if you if you you've got to have a, a mental focus wherever you are, I don't think that's gonna change anyway. I think if you're not prepared for something you're not gonna be good at it no matter how talented you are or, or anything like that. You know what I mean? I think your mental focus is something that yeah. needs to to come with you wherever you're playing, whether it's soccer, cricket, whatever, any even even in normal, you know, um, normal work. But it's yeah. different. It's very different sports. You know, I mean, obviously it's, it's far more cardiovascular work in in sevens. It's shorter, it's faster. Yeah. Um, so in terms of fitness wise, obviously I would say that's that's tougher. But also, you know, you're playing an 80 minute game in Super AB is no joke. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you know, 40 minutes over fast, you're very tired. But you know, 80 minute game in Super AB is hectic. Um, yeah. You know, the game is really fast and you don't realize it until you start playing how fast it actually is and how tired you actually get over those 80 minutes. I mean, off the first game, a couple of games I played, after 50, 60 minutes, I'm starting to pull cramp already. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wasn't really used to playing 80 minutes. I'm, yeah, I'm used to playing 14 minutes, you know, and then playing 40 minutes after that, yeah. and after that. So, go, go, go. 18 in, in, one, in one hit is, is tough, bro. And it's obviously very physical. Uh, it's very... You know, it's it's, just, it's it's something where you can't afford to make mistakes. You learn to not be mistake prone because it's not going to last very long. Yeah. Uh, I could say sevens is the same thing. So there's a lot of similarities, but also a lot of differences. So, yeah. you know, obviously it's a lot more structured super rugby to sevens. There's a lot more detail orientated things. Sevens is a lot more sim simplistic in itself. Okay. You know, 15s can get quite complex, especially the higher you go up. There's a yeah. far more you need to learn and know. Um. Physicality-wise, 15s, obviously, there's, there's, you know, some bigger boys. You're obviously making more hits in the game. Mm. Um, yeah. Speed of the game, speed of the game, I'd probably say 7s happen faster, but I mean, also, you know, one bad bad read in, in 15s and they're going to score, you know what I mean? Yeah, especially at the at that level. Yeah, For I can sure. imagine they punish you with any, any, any mistake. Yeah, exactly. So... So you mentioned the the physical differences. Um, so in fifteen, so you're mentally prepping. So you you you're intentional for for a week for one game. You know, it's, it's all that focus on one game. But in sevens, it can often be two to three games in a day. So how do you as an individual um, cope with that short turnaround? Uh, just so you can get back into that complete flow and that focus. Yeah, that's a that's that is a tough part, I guess. You know, you do have a lot more time in fifteen to reset again. 
but it comes with experience as well. You sort of learn to do that over time. It does take it does take a little bit of time, you know, trial and error to get what works for you. You know, the first couple of tournaments, I think that's what it's for. You know, your first yeah. couple of seasons maybe is to learn and and try and be consistent all the time. So a lot of time what happens is when you start playing, you're good for one game, not great the next one, good for one, not great for two, you know, because you, you sort of don't know how to keep that that trajectory of, of constant performance. You sort of up one game, down one game, because your motivation yeah. maybe not there, you're not too strong. So I think with experience, and obviously you, you learn to, to you learn to have tools, and that's what mental coaches are for, you know, guys yeah. like Tom and the guys you work with uh, at the Sevens, they teach you certain things, and then you find what sort of works for you and, and what you need to do between games to get you back yeah. to sort of a neutral playing ground again, sort of, yeah. I call it zero, you know, get back to zero, yeah. and then you can go again from there. So you need to learn what works for you because not everything works for, it's not just one rule works for everyone. Yeah, you know what I mean? You no one find sort of what is one. your, what gets you to get your peak performance every game. And I think you learn that over the, over the, the games you play and the tournaments you play and maybe even the seasons and years that you play, you sort of learn to know what works for me now and then you get into that groove all the time. Yeah. I guess that's kind of where, why experience is valued so much in, in the team, in the team environment, just so that they are guys who know how to get to zero and get into that flow uh, as quick as possible, just so you can perform at their at their best. So that that's cool. No, for sure. And then, so for you in a 15s game, uh, how would you prepare? Like o- over the week, uh, and then on the Saturday, say you're playing Super Rugby, um, is it very much team bus music, uh, just very much focus, or are you quite relaxed and and chilled out about it? So how how do you prepare mentally for a 15s game? Is that is are you talking about like game day? Yeah, game day. Yeah, it's like it's a very long. So, so super, I'm not sure if it works at other unions, but like at the pools, for example, it's quite a long process before the game. I mean, if you're playing at you know either three, five, or seven, three's a bit different. Three's a lot shorter day, but if you're playing yeah. like seven at night, I mean, you got the whole day still. So I mean, you can't really wake up with a super focus on rugby. You kind of have yeah. to wake up and sort of do what you would do on a normal day. Obviously, you can't go and you know do a gym session or run around. Yeah. wherever you're going but I mean you want to have sort of a relaxed chill start to the day let the brain just relax for a little bit because I mean once I'd say one or two o'clock starts you start getting that, that focus mode yeah. so I mean Monday you know the morning is quite relaxed you try and sleep in you know have a good breakfast just chill around the house a little bit and then obviously yeah. you'll, you'll pack your stuff for the game you know head through to losses um, and then yeah, if you'll get there if you'll do a couple of stretches and stuff it's a long day in terms of you know in terms of like you know, mental prep if you're going to start early so we have like a mid-table lunch and then you can chill yeah. out for a bit. So it's keeping yourself sort of ready, but also like, you know, very cool. It's not, yeah. you can't really go in there and just trying to be firing from when you, when you first arrive. So uh, I listen to music, I'll try and get my mind a little bit off the game, just to chill out yes. a little bit. If I'm asleep for a couple of hours during the time that we are prepping when guys are strapping or they've got a couple of extra things to do, you know, maybe have a bit of a sleep, rest okay, the body cool. a bit, uh, you know, activate the body as well, you know, make sure everything's, feeling good, everything's firing, you know, if, if something's not feeling right, get it stretched out or get it loosened, get it activated, you know, so by yeah. the time you're going on, it's sort of, it's ready to go. And then obviously my mental prep starts to increase, you know, you try and visualize things in the game, you try and make sure your body's feeling good as well as your mind. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that also ties into knowing what's good for you and what works for yeah. you. I can't do what someone else does, I've got to do what, what works for me and I feel like I'm in the best mental space before I go on the field. Yeah. And then... So, oh, so you say it's quite a long day. Do when do nerves set in? If they if they do, I mean, you know, some some nerves are good, but when would nerves kind of set in? 
I think probably closer towards the game because I try not to think about it too much. I think you're sort of more towards the game. Maybe when you start, when you run out on the, for the warm-up, I'd say probably. Okay. Maybe get a bit, maybe get a bit anxious before the warm-up starts. Maybe that's for that 20 minutes before, 10 minutes before, sort of looking at the clock to see, because obviously we have a scheduled time or what time we need to be out and need to yeah. start the warm-up and, and all of that. So you're kind of looking and going, okay, you know, five minutes feels a bit long. You're looking every single time. Yeah. So it sort of builds a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'd say probably just before the warm up, you know, maybe 20 minutes before the warm up, you start getting that little, you know, those jitters, you know? Yeah, those butterflies. A little so, bit, yeah. You don't, I don't feel the butterflies anymore too much, but I mean, it's there. Your nerves always, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. When, when, whenever I ran on for the third side, I always got these butterflies. I think that's why I, I think that's the difference between you and me, you know. You, you didn't feel the butterflies. My butterflies took over. <laughs> I think it's I think it's good to have nerves. You need to have a little bit of nerves. I think otherwise you're a bit undercooked. You know, I think yeah. the nerves help you get to focus as well. Yeah, awesome. So Dylan, that brings us to our game. Um, I played this last week and I got quite a cool, cool reaction from it. So I think it will be awesome to play it again. Um, so I'll just explain it to you and then we'll, it will shoot straight into it. So I'm going to ask you a series of seven questions, but like random, completely like out of the blue, and then. It's, you're going to think fast. You must give me your first uh, your first answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And then if you if you don't want to answer, you can just say pass. It's not, it's not fixed like that. So, and it's random. I'm just warning you, it's random. <laughs> uh, okay. So first question, let's shoot. Why is she doing that? <laughs> <laughs> you know how many things going through your head? Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just say okay, the first one. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be more prepared. I'll be more prepared. Let's go. Okay. Uh, so now we start at number two now. Okay. Why did you get kicked off the airplane? Smoking. <laughs> My dad actually said that exact answer. It's weird. No, I, uh, think that's most, I think that's multiple answers. <laughs> what are cows trying to say when they move? Hello. <laughs> Shout any first name. Dylan. Why did you WhatsApp Tom? Chat. Uh, uh, what are the twins' names? Roy and Aiden. <laughs> that was good. Uh, what is the biggest number? Trillion. That's going to come back to haunt me. That's going to come back to haunt me. I couldn't think that fast. <laughs> awesome thank you so much <laughs> that game no, gets me every way. time it's like yeah it's like, put on the spot huh? exactly <laughs> like, everything goes through you your mind <laughs> i know bro i know it's just i'm just i'm just happy yeah. i'm not on the receiving end of that one <laughs> damn man damn well i feel i feel like i did okay not great but i mean no those are those are quality those are quality yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool so if we can shift our our focus again just back on to to sevens mm. In your opinion, who, the, who would you say the top three guys you've played against? Or so when, you, when you're on the field or in the team meeting chatting about, I don't know what happens in team meetings, but you chat about the guys and you see, okay, the top three guys, you've been like, shucks, I'm in for a tough day at the office. Yeah, shit. To say three is tough because there's so many. There's a yeah. lot of, obviously, because every team will have their sort of superstars. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. the better sides have a couple of guys you obviously have to look out for. So, or it doesn't have to be three. Like, it can be as many as you want. 
Yeah, I think so. Look, you go, you go, you go to, you go to Fiji. I mean, Fiji. The problem with Fiji is they have so many. You know what I mean, it's not yeah. just one. Obviously, you know, Jerry's one of their standout guys that does a lot for them. Yeah. Um, but they've got a few of the big boys. I remember, I'm not sure if he's still playing at the moment. I think he might be injured this year. It's tough to obviously, but they have their playmakers. Uh, you look at teams like the USA. You know, obviously, it's guys like you know Perry and Carlin are kind of like their go-to players are going to yeah. make something happen for them. Um, you know, they've, they've come up a long way in the last couple of years because they've managed to get a few players in the forwards to work well for them as well. Okay. Like, you know, you know, Danny's, Danny's pretty handy. Um, you know, Thomasine is, is a good player. So those are the guys you sort of know because you play more, you realize who the, 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 the problem guys are. Like England, you know, yet, uh, Tom Mitchell was always good. He always gave us trouble. Yeah. Uh, Dan Bibby always gave us a hard time. I think Dan Norton still gives us a hard time. Um, <laughs> New Zealand, they've got a few youngsters now. Names are gonna are gonna get past me, but there's a couple yeah. of new guys they brought in that are really quite tough to to handle. So you know, yeah. I'd say like in every every team, there's like one or two guys you say, hey, we've got to stop this guy. If you can stop this guy, you've got a good chance. If you don't, then yeah, the issues. So yeah, so I just wouldn't like yeah. So it's you play against the USA, and I mean someone like. Uh, Baker or or Isles. I mean, they they incredibly fast. How? I mean, I I was never a quick guy. So whenever someone had more pace than me, it was it was a nightmare to defend. How are there kind of structures to to defend that pace, or is it you just got to make that first time tackle? No, of course, you know, but obviously prepare for that stuff, and that's what preparation and training is for, and all that stuff. Because we know we're going to play against. Obviously, it's different when you're playing in like your quarterfinals, semis and finals, but that's what you do your prep for. So you kind of yeah. learn, because you, you don't just play them once off and they'll play them again, you play them fairly frequently. So you sort of learn what works because you've had the results go your way. You say, okay, obviously this works for us, so this is how yeah. we're going to sort of play them. So you sort of learn, it's obviously challenging. There's no plan that's going to work 100% right. You know, you're obviously going to have yeah. times where they're going to get the better of you or something doesn't work the way it should work and you've got to kind of improvise. I think that's where the experience comes in as well. Yeah. To learn how to do it, because you know, they, you know, they'll they'll beat you a couple of times, you know. But it's learning to do that and always having the right mindset, and you kind of got to put that in you know, superstar mentality out of you when you're playing against them. Yeah, you, know, you can't hold up to a too high regard. Uh, yeah, it's gonna sort of block your mental path. But yeah, you you prepare as much as you can. I think the preparation is 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 the key, mm. and you sort of learn. We do put in place. We don't just go on the field and run around and and see yeah. how it works. You know what I mean? Because that's gonna obviously backfire. So. We do prepare for guys like that, and then if it doesn't work, you have to adapt. And the faster yeah, you can yeah. adapt, is is the better team you're going to be. Yeah, totally. And so, can you can you explain uh, the feeling of play? If you if you can, I mean, it, may, it must be pretty incredible. It's just playing in front of a packed uh, Cape Town Stadium or Loftus. Uh, I mean, Cape Town Stadium's capacity is about fifty five thousand people. Mm. Can you? Can you kind of explain that feeling? And prior to a big game, is there much motivating happening in the change room, or is it the guys obviously know the job to do? And if it is motivating, who who's kind of the motivator in the Bulls and the Blitz box? Yeah, so going to the sevens, I'd say our oh, Cape Town's crazy. I mean, that that stadium is wild, and that crowd yeah. is obviously it's a party weekend. So you know, people going, yeah. people are going there for the for the good jaws. You know what I mean? So well, I've had a lot crazy of fun crowd, there. They are very, very energizing, very energizing. Okay. And I think that also gets your motivation, that you'll, you'll get a certain bit of motivation from that. I think it's, there's no person who's going to motivate anyone else. We, you would kind of have a thing at the sevens where 
And I think it's everywhere. You have to motivate yourself. No one's, yeah. you know, no one's going to get you up for it. You know what I mean? Obviously, it does help if you can see guys are focused and guys are bringing a lot of energy. That sort of does have the knock-on effect. You're just going to feel energized. Yeah. That's sort of how I feel. That's my sort of approach. If I can feel guys are ready and guys are working, then I can yeah, I feed off that. See your You know, you've also got to have a, a large amount of your own preparation. So you need to know what works mm-hmm. for you and you need to get yourself into a good mindset. You can't let someone next to you get you into a mindset. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you're taking from them. You've got to, you've got to kind of be a giver and you've got to try and, you know, if you can feel guys aren't giving the, giving the energy, you kind of have to provide a bit more for your, provide a bit more. But I think the main thing is everyone has to learn to, yeah get into their own mental space. You know, you can't, the coach is not going to motivate you to play every single time. A player next yeah. you can't, you've got to kind of learn to do it yourself. Mm. And I wonder, so could you kind of, so Tom last week said that he, I asked him about like the most professional guys and successful guys. And he kind of, he kind of mentioned that the most professional guys are, are intentional. Have, have you, I wonder if, can you explain or identify guys that you've, um, I know I'm, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but guys that you've played with or played against that you've that have been very intentional, you know, professional about their, their craft? You know, Tom Dawson School is always very good at answering these questions. And if anyone else answers after this, you know, feel like it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's a lot of guys. I think, you know, guys like Roscoe, Guys like Sir Bello, um, I think, you know, guys like Philip. I'm going from sevens now because that was yeah. where I started. So that's who I sort of learned from. Mm. Um, obviously, at the Bulls, a lot of guys as well. I think, you know, guys like Warwick Lance is extremely well prepared always. Um, yeah. yeah, guys like Roscoe is here. Um, uh, Sheikh, Siviwe, uh, so his wife, you know, he's, they all got very good professional work ethics. And I think they realize because they have to work so hard to get where they are. Yeah, that they don't take it for granted, and I think they realize how fast that can sort of end. Okay. Um. So yeah, they've got great work ethic, and it's kind of it's nice because it's kind of it's it's uh you know if you see someone doing that, it kind of makes you do it as well. You know, you kind of mm. you kind of have the mentality of listen, these folks are working, and I've got to yeah. I've got to kind of do that, otherwise, you know, I'm gonna fall short, and that's where you kind of be, you get shown up. So awesome. So it's got that. It's got yeah, it's got that knock-on effect. You know what I mean? So you see guys doing that. That kind of you know, I, I feel like I'm quite professional in myself, but mm. it also does help a lot to see guys like that because it pushes you sort of to the next level again because yeah. you're trying to almost, you know, not one-up someone, but it's sort of like the competitive spirit to be like, you know, these guys are doing this. I was going to do that, you know what I mean? Because I don't mm. want to get shown up on the field. Yeah, especially as an athlete. I mean, you, if, you, if you're intentional and, you, and you're professional, it, it's only going to benefit you, I guess. It's, it's, you're not doing it just to look cool or to do, yeah, you kind of do it, yeah. make yourself the, come to the top of your game, which is awesome. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably say if I, talk, if I just say two guys, I'd probably say Warrior Talent and Roscoe, I'd probably two guys that I'll see, look at, look to for like real professionalism. And I think Siviwe, so his wifey as well, Shakes is, is okay. also up there. Awesome. Awesome. And so I've been lucky enough to go to, to the Cape Town Sevens for the last four years and obviously watch you guys um, apply your trade there. Good vibe, good vibe. Yeah, yeah awesome vibes. I've had a lot of fun. Um, do you think there's a, a mental block for you, for you guys in Cape Town or is it just the, the other the opposition turns up on the day? Or, yeah, do you kind of just want to chat us through that? Um. You know, yes and no. I think there are definitely some mental blocks, but I think yeah. we've gotten, we've, we are a lot better at dealing with it. I think it's, it's funny, we won the first one, 
I don't think our mental preparation was the best. I think we did let the game, the, the, the crowd get to us, but we still managed to win that tournament. And there's been tournaments where we we were probably better mentally focused that didn't win. You know, some, yeah. sometimes you can't always pin it down on one thing. Um, I think if you look at this one, last time we played, I think our focus was there. It didn't always play the best rugby, mm -hmm. um, but I think our focus was there. Just obviously, you know, sometimes it's just, it doesn't happen, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes there are obviously, that's why I said yes and no. I think, you know, we don't make it too big, but obviously it, it affects certain guys and it affects a yeah. lot of guys. You know, it, it is definitely, it's a home tournament. People are watching you. You know, there's a lot more media attention. Your families are there, you know, wife, girlfriend. Yeah, um, understandable. It must be the whole, the whole experience yeah, you know, must be overwhelming. So it is overwhelming for guys and you, and you do see it does happen sometimes, but... Yeah. I think also that's an experience thing where you kind of that stuff affect yeah. you too much. You know, you kind of got to go out there and, you know, get the job done. And I think that's going to work out for you better in the first place than, you know, being a, yeah. you know, getting it, you know, get, let it get you a little bit. And, and it's worth doing bad in those tournaments. You know, rather be a bit less selfish and, and do well in the tournament as a team than, yeah. you know, you know, have more of a selfish approach, but, you know, end up, you know, third or fourth because you sort of pie in your face, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's always, you know, the Cape Town one is tricky. We've always had a problem there. Hong Kong is the same. You know, we always play, we always do well in Cape Town. I think the results yeah. are, you know, there. I just don't think we always are happy with our processes because we do feel like sometimes it does get so. But I think it's never, you're never going to eliminate it completely that you're playing in a home tournament and, yeah. you know, you've got all this media attention. So it's, that, it's fine that right balance. And maybe yeah. we haven't found that balance the best in Cape Town. We're still searching for that perfect mixture where we feel like we're in a good headspace, not worrying too much about it. Yeah. It's, it's still a work in progress and we still haven't got it right quite, quite yet. Okay, so you've been so insightful and it's awesome to have you yeah, on. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's awesome to have you and hopefully we'll get you on soon. And yeah, thank you so much. Pleasure, man. Thanks so much for having me, bro. Cool, thank you. Cheers. Cheers, boy. Cheers.